Hello, friends. You're listening to This Week in Sports. I'm your host, as always, The Pody. It is Friday, April 7th, 2023. It is a good day because it is Good Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, it has arrived. It is that time of the year. It is Masters Week. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song keeps Georgia in my mind. Yes, um, I will talk Masters throughout the show. I'm watching it. They were in a slight rain delay just after 3 o'clock. Um, they actually started back up just about an hour ago, which I didn't realize. I stopped watching because I figured, oh, they were going to be in a rain delay. They might not finish today. But they actually started back up 20 minutes later. And it was very interesting because I watched it as the rain delay took effect. Um, I, there must have been lightning and stuff. So the horns blew and they were telling everyone to get basically go go inside, get get into cover um, and John Rahm was in a sand trap and he hit the ball. And as soon as he hit the ball onto the green, he, he was, I don't know, 15 uh, yards short. Maybe they blew the horns and Rahm was not pleased. Uh, maybe wishing he held off on that shot until after the rain delay, but no, he's in a uh, squarely uh, positioned himself in second place, sole p- uh, possession of second place at nine under. Of course, Kepka with the low round of the day shot a 67. He is five. He was five under today, sitting at 12 under overall. And interesting note, he is one of the live guys, so he is sitting atop the leaderboard. See if he can keep that up through the weekend, and then. You You've got the amateur himself, Sam Bennett, sitting at eight under. Just an incredible story. Um, Again, uh, not only trying to become the low amateur in the tournament, but trying to win this thing outright would just be absolutely incredible. He had no bogeys in his first round. Um, He shot back-to-back 68s, four under again today. He's sitting there at eight under. Morikawa, um, who's finished this tournament, I believe top five. He's sitting right there. Victor Hovland or Hovland is right there as well. Um, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, bunch of these guys. Cam Young is now up there, tied for sixth. Um, Phil Mickelson is four under. I mean, it's crazy. But again, right now. The man to beat is Kepka at the top. So some good storylines so far as we, you know, finish up this this uh, weather delayed second round here. I'm watching Tiger. It doesn't look like he is going to make the cut. It does not look like he is going to make the cut. Uh, the the projected cut line is actually it is at plus two right now. So Tiger might make the cut. Um. Okay, so something to keep an eye on. Anyway, let's uh, jump right in. Without further ado, we've got some big storylines as the NBA season basically wraps up. 
this weekend. Sunday is the last day of the regular season. So before we get to, you know, playoff scenarios and everything, there's basically 21 teams fighting for 20 spots. The The final spot we're waiting to figure out here is will the Dallas Mavericks get in over the Thunder? Right now, the Thunder have the tiebreaker. The Mavs have two easy games for the most part, but I don't believe they own a tiebreaker, so they need them some things to bounce their way. So with that being said, if you weren't paying attention, the NBA and the Players Association reached a new collective bargaining agreement. Players must play at least 65 games to be eligible for major league for major league awards such as MVP, which I think is fair. Prize money for the championship team of the NBA's in-season tournament, which is scheduled to begin next season, will be $500,000 per player. Okay, you following me? NBA players will no longer be penalized for using marijuana. They are not going to be testing for it anymore. NBA players will also now be allowed to invest in NBA and WNBA teams. Also over the weekend, the Naismith Hall of Fame revealed a class of Dirk Nowitzki, D. Wade, Greg Popovich, Becky Hammond, Tony Parker, and Pau Gasol. Bunch of Spurs ties there. They will be enshrined in Springfield, Massachusetts on August the 12th. The four NBA player inductees combined in their careers for a whopping 39 All-Star games and 10 NBA titles. Of course, Greg Popovich, he is the winningest coach in NBA history. Becky Hammond was a six-time WNBA All-Star and won a championship in her first season as coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Sticking with the theme of women's basketball, let's talk about that title game between LSU and Iowa. Listen, first off, I cannot remember a time when the women's tournament was this much fun and featured this much chaos. For such a long time, it was just UConn, 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 Gino Wariema, UConn, UConn, UConn. Um, or then you'd mix in a Stanford here or there. And then, uh, you know, recently it's been, it's been, uh, South Carolina, you know, uh, as the big-time blue bloods in, in women's college basketball. And I would fill out a bracket, and basically I'd have no upsets, and it would always be UConn in the finals every time. But this year, it was chaotic. I told you last week's episode, it was the first time in uh, umpteen number of years that UConn failed to make it to the Final Four. We had Iowa upsetting South, undefeated South Carolina last week, LSU making their run, and Kim Mulkey's just her second year. So we had a three versus a two in the championship game, and it was the three versus the two, but Iowa having the best player on the planet in Caitlin Clark versus Angel Reese um, and just a couple of, of scrappy guards and, and just unbelievable. So LSU ended up winning this pretty handily on Sunday. But man, the ratings went through the absolute roof. Over 9 million, I think to be exact, yeah, 9.9 .9 million people watched this game. That's more than a handful of Thursday night football games this past season. That's how many you know fans tuned in. Everybody I seen on Twitter just locked in 
and loaded, just fired up for this game. Caitlin Clark, who scored 41 in back-to-back games in the Elite Eight and Final Four, she put up 30 in this losing effort. Kim Mulkey winning her fourth national championship, becoming the first coach to win at two different schools. Of course, she previously won three at Baylor and now getting LSU their first title in just her second year. It's unbelievable. Um, The talk of the town, however, lost in the sauce here a little bit, which is, I don't know if it's a bad thing because it's bringing a lot more conversation to the women's game. It's what Angel Reese did to Caitlin Clark as the game was winding down. She was kind of following her off the court, giving her the John Cena um, you can't see me now, you know, hand gesture and constantly pointing, you know, to her ring finger, which I'm told is the Steph Curry. Um, he's done that, I guess. And, you know, Caitlin Clark apparently did this stuff too in the game. Um, she, she, according to Angel Reese, disrespected her friend on South Carolina by, you know, waving her off at the three point line saying, I'm not going to guard her and stuff like this. But the way Caitlin did it, it's, it's in the moment, it's in the game, it's gamesmanship type stuff. It's competitive nature. What Angel Reese did and where a lot of people took issue was that she was kind of forcing it, chasing after her, like rubbing it in her face at the end of the game and kind of looking punkish, if you will. Um, so a lot of, you know, pundits took issue with that and, and, and myself included, um, took a little bit of an issue with it after the explanation, you know, she said it was, you know, in the moment she got a little heated, whatever, um, she let it get away from her. And even Caitlin Clark, she she later came out a couple days later, I believe it was, and she said she had no issue with it. It was all in, you know, the competitive nature. She should not be in any trouble for this or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so that kind of a little bit took away from it. Um, but the weird thing about this was first lady Jill Biden saying that Iowa in a losing effort should be invited to the white house as well. And I'm glad Caitlin Clark said yet, no, thanks. I lost. I'm not going to the white house. Um, and everybody else thought it was a was laughable. We're not going to freaking award teams that lose in a championship game by inviting them to the White House. Now, it's bad enough that these kids are getting participation trophies in Little League nowadays. Um, so let's not let me not go down that road and start a rant on that. But yeah, overwhelmingly a huge success. And by the way, Caitlin Clark is going to be back next year. And Angel Reese, just a sophomore. So she will be back as well. And Caitlin Clark, by the way, earning $2 million in NIL money. So she'll be just fine. Okay, over to the men's side. Um, No question, UConn won this one handily. Yes, San Diego State made a little bit of a run, but there was a moment where I want to say I don't think San Diego State had a layup until the second half of this championship game. And still, they were, I know Danny Hurley, they interviewed him at halftime. I think they were only up like eight at half. He was pissed because he said they should have been up a lot more. Maybe they were up eight eight, eight or 13, something, wherever they were. I know it, was, it wasn't where they could have been, and he even admitted they should be up almost 20 at halftime. And then San Diego State, um, Good for them. They did make a, a, a little bit of a run. They cut it to four or five late, and then um, 
UConn made a three and they just pulled away, winning this one by 17. Officially, they go 17 and 0 this year versus non conference opponents, winning each of those games by double digits. They won every single um, tournament game by at least 13 points. Uh, it's just unbelievable what they did. Outside of a bad January, they walloped Alabama in November, beat number two seeded Marquette in February, and were ranked number one in Ken Palm before the Final Four even started. I think they started the year 16-0 and as well, and I had them in my Final Four a couple times. I picked them to win it all in one of my like eight brackets or so, but it was so bad that it didn't even matter and it wasn't for any money or anything. So, uh, yeah, not really surprised. Good for Danny Hurley. I'm happy for him. I told you last week, you know, from New Jersey, all the, all the, um, you know, the New Jersey roots, his father is one of three or four high school coaches in, you know, enshrined in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Um, you know, his brother, Bobby, one of the most decorated uh, college basketball players of all time, went to three straight national championships, won two of them, um, the all-time leader in in assists in college basketball history played at Duke, of course. So living in that shadow, um, trying to overcome that as Bobby Hurley's little brother really took a toll on him about 30 years ago, and he almost quit the game of basketball while he was uh, playing at Seton Hall, and then he really had to re rekindle his love for the game, became a coach, um, high school coach, then a mid-major coach at Wagner, where my dad went to college and played baseball and basketball. And he brought his brother on to be his assistant. His older brother, Bobby, became his assistant. And then um, he took the job at Rhode Island, where my sister uh, played softball, and he was the coach while my sister was there. And that's when Bobby Hurley took the job at Buffalo. And if you don't know this, Bobby Hurley's assistant, was Nate Oates, who was a high school coach, who at the time was the high school coach of E.C. Matthews, I believe, who was trying to help um, get him to Rhode Island, where, where Danny Hurley was. And then Bobby Hurley liked him so much that he brought him on as his assistant. And when he left to Arizona State, he basically told Buffalo, if you don't hire him as the next coach, I am going to hire him to be my assistant at Arizona State. So Nate Oates took over at uh, Buffalo. They had a couple of unbelievable seasons. He signed a contract extension and then immediately just left to Alabama uh, where, you know, he took over uh, an Alabama team and he has brought them to the pinnacle of the sport. Uh, we all know what they can do in football, but he had them as the number one overall seed this year in, in basketball. They had a couple off-court issues and whatnot um, with that, with the shooting and the killing of that, uh, of, of that poor uh, 23-year-old mother and one of the players, Darius Miller, and, and and just all that stuff, and they couldn't overcome that, and they lost um, in, in in the tournament in, what, the Sweet 16 or the round of 32, whatever it was. I think Sweet 16, yeah. But, yeah, just, just some cool ties there and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, congrats again to Danny Hurley. And, of course, it was cool because he put his son into the game late, and um, his son got the final rebound of the game and dribbled it out and then threw the ball up in the air as the clock expired. So that was pretty cool. And then you saw his whole family in the stands, including his brother, who, again, is the head coach at Arizona State, who uh, won a play-in game in this tournament. And... Um, just got a five-year contract extension, actually. 
So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the the E60 uh, called Hurley about the Hurley brothers and the whole family, I suggest you go watch it. It's about 45, 48 minutes or so. It's pretty good. Um, Hurley becomes the third coach now at UConn to win a national championship since 1999. Of course, you know, Jim Calhoun won three of those. Kevin Ollie won one. And now Danny Hurley. Um, they are a blue blood. This puts them in that same conversation as Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, you name it. They are for sure a blue blood. Oh, and by the way, I just don't understand what it is. Like, what is people's infatuation with going and blowing stuff up, essentially, and destroying your campus when you win a, a national championship? UConn, there were 16, like, w Bedlam in stores, Connecticut, really? For what? What are we doing? 15 people were arrested. 16 people were hospitalized. Nobody was seriously hurt, but they were breaking glass windows in buildings, um, tipping a car over, starting fires in garbage cans. Like, what is the purpose of wreaking havoc on your own campus? I just don't understand it. Celebrate. You know, that's... There's no need to go destroying stuff. You can celebrate and have fun and and and, and whatnot and, and not have to, to do any of this crap. So come on, you're better than that. Okay, we're just over a week into the baseball season and games are still down 25 minutes from last year. So that's so far a good sign. On Tuesday, listen to this one, the Marlins and Twins completed a game in one hour and 57 minutes that ended just before 8.45 p.m. local time. My my college softball team, we've played six games now, and I I don't know if any of our games have been under two hours so far. It, that, that is incredible that a Major League Baseball game of nine hours ended in under two hours. Just incredible. Incredible. Uh, more bad news for the Mets, if you can believe this. Nine. That makes nine pitchers on the IL for the Mets just six games into the season. Tommy Hunter being the latest to land on the IL Tuesday with back spasms. Listen, they have the oldest rotation in baseball, but no more Jacob deGrom on this team. So what's the excuse? Uh, a lot of veteran guys with, with, with injury history in the pen as well. Uh, not, not good. Not good. Okay, I want to talk about something a little bit intriguing. So the Phillies were the last winless team in baseball. They were 0-4, and then I, I believe they beat the Yankees 4-1. Uh, to 1. But that means that, once again, no team in baseball has come even close to the 0-21 record that the 1988 Orioles had to start the season. So let's explain this in a little more detail. In 1988... I was still four years from being born. I had not been born yet. I was born in 92. That 88 team had some talent, too. This is what's so bizarre. Two future Hall of Famers, including Eddie Murray and Cal Ripken Jr., as well as Fred Lynn, a former MVP and Rookie of the Year. Mike Boddicker, um, MVP of the 83 AL ALCS. But with that being said, they also had Jeff Stone, who started the season one for 32. The O's lost to the Brewers on opening day. 
They also hired Frank Robinson to replace Cal Ripken Sr. as manager after an 0-6 start and then proceeded to lose 15 more games in a row. And even on the night they finally broke the streak and won a game, they couldn't celebrate because second baseman Bill Ripken was beaned and needed to be stretchered off the field. Luckily, you know, he turned out to be fine, but my goodness. The O's finished that season 54-107. and 107. Oh, my God. I promise you, 0-21, that is a streak that will never be broken again. I just, I don't think a team can lose 21 straight at any point in the season. In baseball, basketball, hockey, you name it. These sports, there's no way that's happening again. It, it's just incredible, incredible stuff. Okay, let's talk a little NBA. Joel Embiid might have won the MVP on Tuesday night. It was a night in which he became just the second player in history to score 50 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists while making a minimum of 80% of his shots from the field. Of course, Wilt Chamberlain did it twice. Embiid put up exactly 52 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists on 20 of 25 shooting. Just incredible. And it was a night in which he put up half of the team's points in a 103-101 to victory over the Celtics, who are a very good team, second place in the East. And it was the same night that the, um, the Denver Nuggets pretty much got embarrassed and Jokic put up only 14 points. So might we have a little celebration uh, separation here in the MVP race? Doc Rivers seems to think so. There's so many things uh, that we did wrong. Uh, but what we did right was Joel Embiid. Um, and if the MVP race is over, I, I'm really like tonight we had we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. So there you have it. I mean, that is impressive. I'm not a, I hate, um, you know, I'm not a fan of Embiid's, but you can't argue with that. I mean, he has put up ridiculous numbers. I've never really been a fan of the way Jokic plays either. Um, so, you know, if Embiid wins MVP, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hate on it or anything like that. I really don't care who wins MVP. I'm a Nets fan. I just pray to God we can win one of these two final games um, and stave off the Miami Heat for that sixth and final spot. I do not want my Nets in a play-in. So let's hope, let's hope and hope and hope and pray that my Nets can do just that. In other news around the NBA, Donovan Mitchell became the fourth player in the last 25 years to score 40-plus in four straight games. Just ridiculous. Uh, Wednesday night, the Clippers took down the Lakers 125-118. to Norman Powell dropped 27 off the bench. It now gives the Clippers 11 straight wins over the Lakers. The last time the Clippers lost to the Lakers was back on June 30th. 2020 in the Orlando bubble. Um, not only was this a big win for bragging rights, 
but it almost certainly keeps the Clippers out of the play-in and pushes the Lakers into it. There's still an outside chance. The the Lakers are a game back of the Warriors for that sixth spot, um, that sixth and final spot. And speaking of the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins rejoined the team this week after a 51-day, 23-game absence. We still really don't know exactly what... um, why he was away from the team. He was dealing with a family issue. It had nothing to do with his uh, baby mama cheating and 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 him raising his best friend's kids. From what I understand, that was a complete hoax and someone on TikTok that pretty much made that up. So um, hope everything's okay with him. He will have to revamp his conditioning. He will miss these final two regular season games. And for the Warriors' sake, they're hoping that they can stay out of the play-in as well to give him an extra week to get into conditioning and, and playing shapes for, for so he could be back for that playoff run. Um, Here's a stat to blow your mind. I mean, this is just insane. So on Tuesday, the Knicks' Emmanuel quickly scored 39 points, Quentin Grimes scored 36, and Obi Toppin dropped 32. They became the first trio in NBA history to each score at least 30 points and make at least five three-pointers in the same game. The Knicks beat the Pacers 138-129. to It gets crazier. A little later in the night, the Pelicans also had it happen. Their trio of Herb Jones, CJ McCollum, and Trey Murphy also each scored 30 points with at least five three-pointers in a 138-131 victory over Memphis. Can you imagine that? I mean, what are the chances? It's never been done in NBA history. And then two teams do it on the same night. Just incredible. Okay, so Lowry Markinen is all but certainly going to win the Most Improved Player of the Year award. And what is he going to get for it? Oh, I don't know. He just has to go back to Finland to fulfill mandatory military service. Okay, so Finland requires all male citizens to fully uh, to fulfill service, uh, military service by the time they turn 30. So Markinen, I think he's only 25 or 26. He could, you know, hold off, but apparently he was supposed to do this last year, but then when he was with the Cavs, they made the play-in, so that messed up the timing of things. Uh, And because the Jazz were already eliminated from the playoffs, um, he will be going as soon as the season is over. And from also from what I read, he could be away for like maybe four months. It's nothing too crazy. They put them at this like athletic facility that they put most of their athletes at. And it's apparently not going to affect his preparation for next season. He'll still be able to work out and do his thing um, because there's a lot of finish like like hockey players and stuff from, you know, around the different sports leagues that also have to fulfill their their service as well. So just a weird Weird thing there. And this goes on in other countries, too. We saw members of BTS, you know, the boy band in South Korea. They have to go fulfill um, their military service. Like, nobody is above this. It's kind of wild. Okay, a little NFL stuff for you here. Nothing really to report yet on Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. But speaking of the Jets, they did make another move yesterday, signing Aaron Rodgers' former backup quarterback Tim Boyle to a one-year deal. Um, there is some news out of Denver. John Elway is out. Here's the scoop. Elway, who'd been serving as a consultant 
reportedly had his contract with the team expire in March. Um, are we really surprised? A little, I guess, just because it's John Elway and what he has meant to that franchise winning two Super Bowls and everything, right? But my God, has this team and has he, uh, when he was the GM, swung and missed on quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning. I mean, yikes. So, uh, yeah, he's out. We'll see what they can do with Sean Payton now and and Russell Wilson in his second year and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. Okay, here's what we've got going on the rest of the weekend. Of course, you've got the Masters uh, all weekend. You've got uh, that the Masters will be on CBS the rest of the weekend. It's been on like ESPN and NBC and stuff. Um, you've also got tonight. It's the second to last night uh, in the NBA. There's some big games on the line. You've got Philly at Atlanta. That's at 7.30. Memphis at Milwaukee. That's on NBA TV at 8. You've got Phoenix at the Lakers. The Lakers desperate for a win. That's at 10.30. Phoenix has still yet to lose with Kevin Durant. Again, it's a small sample size. People want to make a big deal about this. I'm not ready to anoint the Suns winners of the championship by any stretch, although my dad seems to think as soon as they you know, traded for Durant. My dad was like, oh yeah, they're winning it all. So we'll see if he's right on that front. Um, you've got some good baseball weekend series. You've got Miami at the Mets. You've got the Yankees at Baltimore. Yankees are losing right now 3-0 last I checked. San Diego at Atlanta. Toronto at the Angels. Um, and then Sunday again is the last... Uh, Last day of the NBA regular season. Find out which teams are in, if your team is in the play-in, or if they, uh, you know, stayed out. Hopefully my Brooklyn Nets stay out and get that six seed. That would pit us against Philly, which would just, which is going to suck because uh, I don't see us beating them. But um, let's check back in real quick on the Masters front because I'm watching ESPN here as I do this, and it's saying – Everything has been recorded earlier today, so are they still in a delay? I don't really know what's going on. Um, it looks like scores are moving. Uh, that's what that's what's got me, you know, wa- wondering what's going on here. But when I look at the leaderboard, they were so- showing Shawfully at four under um, on on the TV screen here, but he's sitting at at. Uh, at one under, he's three over for the day through 10. So it does look like these guys are playing. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, here, here it says it, it's suspended. So let's check the Masters Twitter page real quick before I let you guys go. Uh, okay, due to inclement weather conditions, Augusta National Golf Club was forced to suspend play at 422 and subsequently evacuated the grounds. Okay, so... That is that. It is over for the day. I can turn this off. I don't need to see this on repeat. Um, so there you have it. Matt, uh, the round has been suspended. This is going to be interesting. I don't know if they're going to finish on Sunday now. If I had to guess, they'll, they'll tee off early in the morning tomorrow, and then uh, they will fi- they will finish their second round and then play a third round and then finish up on Friday. We've seen that before in recent tournaments. Um, so, yeah. Nothing much has changed on that front. This was actually a quicker episode than I thought. Uh, Really not too much else to talk about. Um, I'll get you some quick updated scores around baseball right now because there are some games going on. Like I said, oh, the Yankees are down 4-3 to in the top of the sixth inning. The Phillies and Reds are tied at two apiece. 
The Guardians are beating the Mariners 1-0. Astros on top of the Twins 1-0. White Sox 3, Pirates 2. Royals, Giants 0-0 all square. And there's games all throughout the night. And we've got Friday Night Baseball as well on Apple TV. You've got the Texas Rangers. Well, Padres at Braves first off. And I thought the Rangers and somebody were supposed to be playing at like one something. Rangers and Marlins, maybe. No, Mets and Marlins already played. Mets won nine to three. Oh, yeah, it was the Rangers and the Cubs. Yeah, that game was earlier. The Cubs won two to nothing. Did Marcus Stroman pitch that game today? Let's see. Oh, baby. My man, Marcus Stroman. He has yet to allow a run in in two starts. He's two and oh. Oh, baby. He's dialed in so far. Um I've never been really a fan of Marcus Stroman, but he's on my fantasy team, so short kings unite. Uh, Yeah, my fantasy team has been getting blitzed of late, and let's see. Okay, I'm tied 5-5. I feel good about that now. My team had... I I drafted a lot of guys that can hit for average, but all of a sudden, the last, like, five days, my average has gone in the toilet. Um, But okay, I'm feeling good. We're in a 5-5 tie. All right. Rather than you listen to me just rant on and on, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I got this done just under uh, thirty, just under thirty-five minutes. It's not even five o'clock here. I'm gonna finish up producing, editing this episode, get it published, and then I'm gonna go cook some dinner for myself. So, without further ado, this is the Pody signing out. Goodbye, friends as Jim Nance would like to say. I open the show with hello, friends. It is now goodbye, friends. And let's just sit back, relax, happy Easter, Passover, etc., and watch some great golf and hope it's a great finish. So long. Pody signing out.